Welcome to the Ross Road Connect podcast. Our podcast aims to connect you to what's going on at Ross Road Community Church, to connect you to the people at Ross Road, and ultimately, to connect you to God himself. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Ross Road Connect podcast. My name is Craig. I'm with my co-host, Holly. How are you doing, Holly? I'm doing good, Craig. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We were just reminiscing about one of your favorite events <laughs> in the last 10 years that That's ended right. in heartbreak. It, it did. Tell us, what it, tell us what it is. That's right. We were just reflecting on the Vancouver Canucks in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it was two days ago, the anniversary of when Alex Burroughs, you know, scored the, uh, the goal in overtime, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes. Very good. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks and, uh, you know, celebrated on South Fraser way. It was, uh, it was a great, it was a great day. It was like, was it game like four or five or something? <laughs> you were doing so well, Holly, you're doing so well. <laughs> I can't be that off. <laughs> it was game seven. Game seven. Oh, yes, game seven. that's why there was such a big celebration because <laughs> then they went. <laughs> we need to start, you know, we'll start this podcast. All no, no, no. This is on the record now. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah. That makes so, sense why we celebrated so much. <laughs> yeah. I, and I said to you, it was all about the South Fraser way thing for you. It's I true. think. But there was always like, yeah, but there was always celebrations on South Fraser way, even if it wasn't game seven. Yes. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to a South Fraser way celebration before. Oh, you know what? They're not as good now. I mean, obviously, yeah, there isn't anything as crazy to celebrate. There was one in like 2016 that I remember going to in like April. And there was, I think I went last year or like i don't know there was another yeah, one yeah. yeah i do remember driving around yeah 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 complete bandwagoning again as yeah. i was 10 years ago too well the bandwagon welcomes you with open arms so. thank you i i appreciate that i i was telling craig that hockey is the sport i know the most about and i don't know that much about it but i can name 10 hockey teams oh can <laughs> you least. do it right now so, yeah right okay now. that's fun yeah. <laughs> people are just gonna have to trust that i'm not <laughs> looking at the internet yeah okay so if we had sound effects and maybe caleb could put in sound effects like a little <laughs> ding when you get one right that would be great oh yeah that's good oh, okay, okay. Cool. so Go obviously the vancouver canucks yeah uh chicago blackhawks like we just said yeah um ottawa senators like we yeah. just also talked about yeah uh boston bruins yeah um, i you know i remember yeah we lost to yeah. them Boo. in the last game yeah um toronto maple leafs very good um vegas knights oh the golden knights yeah we'll give you that oh not okay yeah close enough yeah um how many am i at you're at six six okay we got this um montreal canadians yes yes um uh, Edmonton Oilers. Yes, that's eight. Uh I'm gonna get it. Don't you worry. I'm like, what are the other Canadian hockey teams? Or is that all of them? No, there's, uh, there's a few more. Oh, oh, Anaheim Ducks. Yes. I need one more. One more. I got it. I got it. Um
Oh no. <laughs> what if I don't she's, get the 10th one? She's going to stall at nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Um, are there any Canadian teams that I'm missing? You're missing two. I'm missing two? Yeah, yeah. Do you need a hint? Like, do you need the provinces that they're in? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, one of them is in Alberta and one of them is in Manitoba. Another one in, in Alberta. I thought I got all those. There's only two big cities in Alberta. You've already got one of them. You're so right. Calgary Flames! There you go. Yes! <laughs> and in Manitoba, there's only one city to think oh, about, really. Gosh. Help me. <laughs> the winnipeg jets okay it's so funny i was gonna say winnipeg and i was like i really don't want to be wrong because then that would just be so embarrassing <laughs> um we play this game at youth sometimes now and it's called GeoGuessr. oh yeah and it's basically like you show a map and you can choose um or, or no so they show you a picture of like google maps and you have yeah. to try to guess where it is just oh, by looking nice. at like the picture it's really fun and it's a great zoom game yeah so yeah. we look at it and then me obviously the person who's hosting i have to like you know open the map of the game and then you know put our guests down on the map so sometimes it's just really embarrassing for me if i don't know <laughs> where a place <laughs> is and i'm like over in like australia and they're like holly that's in like south america <laughs> uh -huh. yeah yeah so that's uh, always a good test of my geography no. well I don't, I don't know if this will make you feel better or worse but my son josh is in grade two and uh by the way hi josh he listens to this podcast he does that's right he hi josh it. he found it somehow and he listens to it so glad to hey, have josh. you as a listener yeah he's going to be very excited that he's on the podcast yeah he's in grade two they just learned canadian geography so he will just off top of his head go through all the provinces all the territories and their capital cities just oh my goodness just fires them off <laughs> And uh, awesome. I think, wow, that he's pretty wow. good. Yeah. yeah, way to go, Josh. Yeah, so that's great. Wow. Well, way to go, uh, Holly. You've got ten teams. So. Thank you. I I did. It's my party trick. Yeah, <laughs> there's only twenty two to go. So. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once we're like, once it's out of Canada, I really struggle to know them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, not to try and one up you, but I'm going to one up you. Okay. Okay. So, great. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a website that you can waste a lot of time in doing like stupid quizzes and stuff i love stupid quizzes yeah so it's called sporkle.com i don't know if you've ever been there or not i've been there yeah so there's one you can do where you are you're asked to name all of the professional sports teams in the nfl football in major league <laughs> baseball in basketball oh and in hockey in one quiz so four leagues wow. which is about 124 or five teams and I can do that. I can get oh that. my gosh. So, That's a pretty big flex. Yeah. So I couldn't do that if my life depended on it. <laughs> and you know, there's really nothing that's gained by me being able to do it. So you're not missing out really. But you know what? Sometimes it just feels really good to know that much about something. Yeah. Just to get it right. That, yeah. That is impressive. <laughs> Honestly, I think I could maybe name like two basketball teams, like maybe one baseball team maybe the football of, team and one of the, the basketball teams is probably only because you're a big fan of friends yes the new york yes. knicks <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is absolutely why i actually have a knicks sweater and it's fully because of watching friends <laughs> um, oh yeah that's awesome well you should have got the rangers then too 
on oh, yeah. the hockey quiz. Rangers. Yeah, I should have gotten that. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, uh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we haven't given the listeners <laughs> any any indication as to what they're listening to yet. Yeah, they're listening and to a sports podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> yes, well, actually, this is perfect segue for promo for episode number 36 because True. we're going to have a professional athlete on the podcast uh, who happens to be my brother, Brad, who mm-hmm. is a, uh, a hockey player. He's a goalie and uh, has played for many years in the American Hockey League, has four uh, and a half, I want to say, NHL games on his resume. Oh and goodness. Holly is going to ask him very intelligent questions about just, his hockey career. I just realized how embarrassing that's going to be for me, talking to <laughs> a like pro athlete. <laughs> and I'm like, I can name 10 hockey teams. <laughs> He'll be very impressed with that, actually. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, maybe next, my, maybe by next week, I'll get to fifteen. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then we'll tell you that that's not even the league he's playing in. So you know. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> so we'll have him on the podcast and uh, hear about his his hockey journey, but also about uh, living as a believer, standing out, just like our mm-hmm. Daniel series is talking about because of his faith. So, um. Uh, shift. I don't know how to make this segue because there's no good. <laughs> I know. How do we it. land the plane here? I don't yeah. know. We're going from sports. Okay. To... I've got it. Okay. T- yeah. Do it. Okay. So the Canucks all recently had COVID. Oh, you did it. <laughs> I did it. I landed the plane. <laughs> that was brilliant broadcasting right there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So the Canucks all recently had COVID, mm-hmm. which, um, has caused them great consternation and their schedule was disrupted and uh, so on and so forth. I also happen to know someone who just had COVID. That's crazy. Who is it? <laughs> Actually, I know several people now in the last little while who have COVID yeah. or had COVID. And that person is you, Holly. It's true. COVID-19 so, is a survivor right here. Yes, you had the COVID. So did. Um, Tell us about your experience with COVID-19. Yeah, um, I would just love to say, first of all, this is my favorite story to tell when I talk about my COVID experience is, um, so my sister is a nurse and she works in like disease control, uh, very smart woman. Um, but I, like my first couple of days of COVID, I definitely was anxious. Like I was like, you know, I'm a relatively young person. I'll probably be fine. I'm 26 for those of you who don't know. Um, but uh, I just had days of a bit of anxiousness. And so I texted my sister and I said, Catherine, am I going to die from COVID? And her response to me was probably not. <laughs> so like, that was probably the worst answer she could have possibly given me. And then uh, she did follow that up by telling me uh, or correcting herself and, you know, convincing me that I wasn't going to die from COVID. Uh, but in that moment, I was like, probably, we don't that like that word, probably. Yeah, that didn't help, huh? <laughs> no, that absolutely did not help. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's like probably my favorite thing when I think back to it. Um, how it happened, we think, is that we believe Corey, oh yeah, so Corey, my uh, boyfriend, he also had COVID, um, and we believe that he got it uh, from RBC, which is where he works. Um, yeah, so I remember it was the Monday, and Corey was starting to feel symptoms, 
and um, he had like neck pain and kind of just a little bit of like a cough. And so he went to get a test. Um, but like, it's just interesting because up until this point, like I hadn't really known many people to have COVID yet. And so it's just one of those things, like if you go to get a test, like you kind of just assume it's negative. Like I have a friend who gets tested uh, sometimes just when the numbers go up and then, right. you know, they want to go and get a test just to make sure. And it's usually always, you know, or it has always been negative. So it was the first time that a test came back positive. So yeah, Corey got those results on Wednesday and, uh, yeah, I had gone to work that day cause I felt fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that night. So yeah, that day, obviously like, so yeah, Corey was isolating his house and I started isolating that day in my house. And, um, it was that night, Wednesday night, I went to bed and I was awoken in the middle of the night with like the worst migraine that I've ever experienced. And actually, I think it was my first migraine. Like I've had headaches before. Um, but it was my first migraine, like where you feel it behind your eye and you're just like, there's nothing I can do to make this better other than literally like poking my eyeball out. Like, I don't know what is going to help me here. Um, so I had, yeah, I had like migraine. I was nauseous. I had chills. Like it was all just a culmination of really, I don't know. It all kind of caught up to me and I hadn't even gotten my results back yet. But in that moment, I was like, I have it. I know that was my confirmation. Um, yeah. So after that, um, yeah, that next day, the Thursday was probably the like worst day of symptoms. Uh, like that Wednesday night that I woke up in the middle of the night, that's the worst that I got it. But then that Thursday I was really headachey and I had a lot of muscle aches. So this is such an underrated symptom that I was not prepared for of COVID is literally, I had back pain like Mm. all days, like every single day back pain. And then in the last couple of days, it transitioned into leg pain, which was really weird. Mm. Um, I know it's, it's so random. Like it's so interesting. The virus is so different for so many people like Corey lost his taste and I have kept my taste, but I lost my smell and I've gotten it back now, which is great. Um, yeah, we both got out of isolation on, or actually Corey got out of isolation before me. He was done this, uh, a week ago now. And I just got done this past Sunday. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's really weird how it affects everybody. So, so differently. Like Corey hasn't really had the body aches. Um, but we both have felt like very, very tired. Like that was a big thing last week. I was trying to do work and I was like, I'm so useless. I cannot do anything. Like even I joined our like staff meetings still. And I felt so drained after them. Like my brain looked pretty wiped by the end. (laughs) Yeah. My brain felt like literally mashed potatoes. And, um, even like, it's funny this Monday I worked the whole day. Um, but it was just funny, like leading youth for that first time, like, cause it was the first time that I actually like led youth again. Cause for the last week I handed that off to the leaders to take care of it, which was great. Thank you guys. If you're listening. Um, but it was my first night, like really leading it again. And even just leading the leaders meeting, I was like, I just have, I'm calling it, you know, COVID brain still mm. like, it's just foggy. And like, I just can't like think like, I can't focus on something for very long. 
Um, Monday, I also started coughing like crazy, which was annoying. It was during my message. I hadn't mm. like coughed <laughs> at all, like the rest of the weeks, but, but naturally when I tried to give a sermon, I was like coughing up like crazy. Um, so yeah, on, it's online it's sermon, just to clarify. Online so, sermon. Yeah. yeah right. We are still online. Yeah. Yeah. I was not, uh, seeing people <laughs> coughing on all the children. Yes. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been a wild ride. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's very different. In some ways, it feels like a, a really cruel game of would you rather with like, you know, <laughs> would you rather lose your smell or your taste? Like, yes, kind of a cruel game. It's so true. The answer yeah. is smell, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm very, very thankful that I kept my taste. Um, it was very funny. I had like all these plans if I was to lose my taste. Um, like I, one of my best friends, Sarah, she lives in Ontario. Um, she got COVID a couple months ago and, uh, she sent me a video of her just like straight up biting into a jalapeno and like, it was just, she like deadpan face. <laughs> so I was kind of curious to experiment with something like that. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's like, you maybe not going to taste it, but you would still feel like maybe nauseous after, I don't know. So, um, I, you know. I was going to experiment with that. Also, I was like, if I can't taste, I'm just going to eat really healthy for the next little bit. Because if you can't taste, I may as well just yeah. eat only things that are good for me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Just lost the smell. Yeah. It's, mm. uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy to hear different, different responses, like uh, even mm. tracking kind of with the Canucks, bringing it back to the Canucks. Mm. Of course, full circle. Yeah. 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 Um, hearing them talk about, you know, some of them with that brain fog that you're talking about that yeah. lasted for a long time. One guy had concussion like symptoms and was out for a while because it was like he had a concussion and, wow. um, you know, others were actually pretty mild. So it's yeah. not something to be messed with. That's for sure. No, like it, it's just so unpredictable. Like, yeah. and it was, it was so weird too. Like for me, my symptoms changed like every single day, especially in the beginning. Like it was one day I like the biggest thing was the headache. The next thing, the biggest thing was back pain. And uh, the next thing it was just being really, really tired. And then it turned into leg pain and it was so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was just so, I don't know. I had uh, you know, my brain fog, it's just, it just kicked in live on the podcast. <laughs> I had a point and it just fell out of my brain. So there's an example of what the brain fog is like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened to me on Monday, we were doing a small group discussion and I was like, wow, I just completely had a point and mid sentence, it just fell out of my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. And, and you have an excuse for it. So it, that is true. That yeah. is, that is the beauty of it. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> and did you have uh, people bringing stuff to you and, oh, you know, let me tell you, far? I, to all of you people who are listening <clears throat> to this, we have such an incredible church body mm -hmm. and I see you all who sent me messages and like checked in on me and asked me like so many of you asked me if I needed anything and it was so kind and um it's interesting because too like when people ask you if you need something it's almost weird like as human beings we don't really ever want to say yes mm. even if you need something like it's really really interesting because i was like oh i kind of just need like cat food like it seems like such a random 
thing. And I'm like, I feel bad for making somebody like come and bring this to me, which uh, Brianna Van Leeuwen actually did bring me cat food and it was mm. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's weird. And I kind of tried to find a balance of like, um, cause I had a lot of people offer, uh, Gina Johnson also dropped off some stuff for me. It was lovely. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just weird finding the balance of like, okay, I don't want to like, I don't know, everybody's offering. And so I'm not going to make everybody come bring something to me, but also, um, like I want to realize that people want to help you. So, and sometimes it just makes others feel really good to be able to help yeah. you. Yeah. So I'm like, even in me, like admitting that, like I could use some help, I think is also good for mm -hmm. the people who want to extend the help, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and good for you <clears throat> and to admit need. It's good for all of us to admit need and it is good to help. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that was your experience. Yeah. It was lovely. People, yeah, people were so, so kind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all thankful that you're on the mend. Thank you. Yeah. I am also very thankful for that. And Corey is also um, pretty much better. He just uh, still hasn't gotten his taste back, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely better. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah well, and uh, thankful to the Lord because we've all seen things that have cases that have gone a lot worse than, than your guys. So, um, yeah, seriously, yeah. I was, uh, I, yeah, I did get like pretty scared for like the first couple of days there. Mm -hmm. so I'm really thankful that it, uh, got better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, let's, um, move to one last topic here, uh, on this episode. Um, we spoke with Karen Lowen on the last episode about mental health and, um, and caring for one's mental health. You are also doing a series with youth on mental health. Well, let's start with this. What, what did you learn about your own mental health while you were in quarantine for two weeks? What was that like? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, and it's funny, like, I actually didn't have too hard of a time um, in the last couple of weeks. I, like, I think if this had happened in, like, January or February, I would have really, really had a hard time. Like I think in general, my mental health was not doing awesome in January. Um, and I think that's even the case for quite a lot of people. January just was like a down month. Um, but I think, yeah, this timing, it was a lot better. Um, it, okay. This is kind of a, I don't know. It's a good, bad kind of situation, but I do think the nice weather it helped, but it also made me sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, because you know, I was, yeah. So I was in quarantine for like the entire time that it was really, really nice out. Yeah. <laughs> like I got out of quarantine on Sunday and it was raining. <laughs> so it, and my, I live in an apartment and on my side of the building, I do not get sunlight. Um, so I was able to go outside. Like I cleaned up my balcony and I spent a ton of time out there, uh, which did end up being like, really, really nice, which was great. Cause even though I wasn't, you know, having sun, it was still warm outside. So I got to go out there and get that fresh air. Um, so that I think was really good for my mental health. Like, I think maybe if it was like cloudy and kind of dark for the whole time, it would have been harder, but I think there is something about when it is like sunny outside is it just kind of puts you in a better mood. So interestingly enough, even though I wasn't able to fully enjoy the sun, it still helped with my mental health in right. like, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also remained very connected to people. Like I was texting people very often and I, um, I play games with my like extended family on discord 
um, which is an online service if you don't know what that is. But um, I have a lot of family that lives in like Alberta. So we get together online and play games. Um, so we did that still. And like I FaceTimed uh, my good friends uh, the whole time. Um, yeah. So my mental health, I think it did pretty good. And it's actually interesting because I'm a huge extrovert. You would, you know, never, mm-hmm. never have guessed, but, uh, I, I do really love people. Um, but interestingly enough, I did kind of enjoy like some time just kind of by myself. Like I always had things to do as well. Like I wasn't ever really bored. Um, I mean, I tried to work some of the days, but I just, yeah, my COVID brain wouldn't really allow me to do that. So I did have a lot of downtime, but I spent a lot of time like reading. Um, I've gotten really into reading Harry Potter recently. Uh, so I did a lot of reading, um, and even just like doing my devos outside was like really, really nice. Um, so there, yeah, it wasn't actually too awful. And I ended up only being in isolation for 10 days because it's like 14 days since like the symptoms started. Hmm. So it, um, yeah, it ended up only being 10 days, which wasn't awful. Um, but yeah, and I think also when I know I don't have the option to like go out and see people, it makes it kind of easier. Um, cause I think like when it's not a lockdown, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I at least have the option to like go and see my friends like outside or whatever. Um, but this kind of just like, I don't know, it's like, you can't go anywhere. So yeah. that's kind of, it is what it is. The option is um, not even there. Yeah. The option's not even there. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too bad. And even like the only people that I do really see right now, uh, they were also in lockdown for two weeks. So it's the only other household I see, uh, my good friend, Jess and her roommates. Um, so we saw them on last sun or would honestly, this time is just, it's, it's all over the place, but we saw them on a Sunday. We went to Mill Lake and played some Pokemon. Um, but we were, so yeah, we were outside. And so, but, um, they ended up, their household just ended up being in self-isolation too because we were kind of in that um close contact um so they were isolating as well so it was like oh we don't really like none of us are doing anything so it uh made it easier and we all really like checked in on each other like very often we have a big group chat and so we were all really intentional about seeing how we were all doing so i think that was helpful too yeah yeah so there's my long-winded answer (laughs) yeah yeah no that's good um, so we talked to Karen about mental health last time and she had lots of good things to say. Uh, was there something that stood out for you out of that conversation? Ooh, there was, yeah, I was actually, I was re-listening to this podcast too recently. Um, Karen is such a wise woman. She has mm-hmm. so many good insights. Um, I was really like, and even she mentioned some things that I kind of like knew or thought already, but like really stood out to me when she talked about them. Um, and she kind of talked to, like, I thought it was interesting, uh, when she mentioned, like, you can create like a fear of something just Mm. from like talking about it. Like, you know, you can say like, oh, you know, stay away from like red cars or whatever. And then naturally you're going to like develop that fear. And the best way to like, kind of combat that fear, like is the exposure. Um, and it, this, it was just really interesting for me to think about as like someone who does really like deal with a lot of anxiety. And sometimes it's like, I, I understand like the exposure part of it, but sometimes I'm like, some things I fear I can't like expose myself to those things because they're kind of like hypothetical situations Mm. that, um, I don't really have a way of exposing myself to because they likely won't happen. Um, but it it was, yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I also, she talked a little bit about the spotlight effect 
uh, which is also really interesting. Um, that's something that I kind of deal with a lot too. So it's the idea that everybody around you is like thinking, or like everybody around you is focusing on you. They're yeah. talking to you, like they're talking about you, they're looking at you, but just to know and be reaffirmed that like, that's kind of something that we all, I think, deal with. And I think that makes it, I don't know. I, I really, I really appreciated that hearing that like, that's something that other people deal with. And it's not just something that I'm like, Oh, everybody's like talking badly about me or like, yeah. I don't know. So I, I really appreciated, um, kind of hearing about that. Um, yeah, she had lots of really, mm-hmm. really interesting things to say. I'm trying to think more about other specific yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah see there's a couple of things for me too that the um the connection between the brain and the and mm-hmm. the gut that she talked yeah. about and like different ways in which our bodies are interdependent mm-hmm. um, i think that's cool so i used that in that yeah. sermon recently um illustrating the body of christ but yeah like that's interesting too like the connection between like the brain and the gut because like i haven't had this that often but like there's been a couple of times where i've had anxiety like so bad like it might have even been an anxiety attack i don't know exactly how to like put a definition on what an anxiety attack is i know it's very different than a panic attack which kind of comes just unprompted um but there was the one time that i was really like having the worst anxiety in my life and i felt really nauseous Mm. So it's just interesting to hear about how maybe those are so connected and I'm like, Oh, right. that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Why maybe I was just feeling so sick when feeling that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I think that I, I took away was just the, the, like the difference that little things make. So mm-hmm. she talked a little bit about little habits that you can yeah. do every day that don't need to take a long time. Um, it might be as simple as just cleaning up the kitchen. Well, that might be a big job depending on how messy you are in your kitchen. Um, but I know how good, like a clean kitchen feels when you got kind of got that done or, you know, going for a walk or, um, you know, whatever it might be that gives you just a little, little mental boost, right. A little bit of satisfaction that you've accomplished something worthwhile, uh, how important that is. It's so true. Honestly, when I clean, I feel amazing. Like it's, I love like every Sunday I do a really good clean in my house and it just feels like, I don't know, it's so relaxing. And just that feeling of like, Oh, I accomplished this. Like it's, it's so great. Yeah. Do you know what I've recently started to love? What? This is an, this is an aside. Um, Vacuuming my living room floor but doing so it's kind of like mowing your lawn where you take pride in like nice straight lines and like a nice patterns. So oh. if you, if you vacuum, you know how you vacuum your, you go one direction than the other direction. The carpet looks different, right? Like it's a different yes. shade because it's kind of lying in a different way. So oh. I'm, I, I vacuum it. It takes twice as long, but you vacuum it so that all of the carpet is facing the same direction and oh it looks so clean and so neat and it's just so wonderful and then my children go and run all over it and mess of it course. all up. But, um, <laughs> that's it so funny so nice <laughs> yeah man see vacuuming is like i can't stand vacuuming like it's so funny people are so different but like if you know Corey and i are hanging out on sunday i almost always make him vacuum my house for me <laughs> but you know what i cook for him all the time so oh, you know no, it evens out. Well, the other day we were cleaning the house and uh, the vacuum needs to be done and the, the bathrooms need to be cleaned. And Jenny said, I don't like vacuuming, but I 
don't like uh, cleaning the bathrooms more than that. Mm. So I clean the bathrooms while she vacuumed. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> anyway. all about finding what you hate the least. About <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But the end result feels good, right? Yeah. Oh, it feels so great. So as yeah. you're preparing for this series you're doing with youth, is there anything that's caught your attention or anything that you've learned that's mm-hmm. been helpful? Yeah, honestly, I've learned so much. Even I was re-listening to the podcast that, or yeah, we did with Karen too. And um, I was saying even then, it's like, I can't believe how much I've been learning about mental health in the last like couple of months here because I've been working on preparing this series for a long time. And uh, this is even something that Karen mentioned in the podcast and uh, something I've really been learning a lot of too. And I think I always kind of knew this, but to actually like put it in words and to like really write out how I think about this is like just how important it is to be able to like feel all of your emotions on a Mm. deep level. And like the fact that like, just because you're maybe like having or experiencing what we call like a negative emotion, that doesn't mean that you're like mentally unhealthy. Like you can be mentally healthy and still have a really sad day. Yeah. Um, because I think like being able to process those emotions and come out the other side, it's something like kind of what Karen was saying too. Um, that's what it is to be like mentally healthy. Like if I went through something really traumatic, um, immediately after, if I was just like really happy right away, that's not healthy because I haven't actually like processed and felt that deep, like sadness and that shock of what I just went through. So it's just really interesting to learn about how there is a time and a place for all the emotions that we experience. And it's not, yeah, it's, and I mean, I always kind of knew this too, but like being mentally like healthy, um, it doesn't look like just being happy. Like you can be sad and still be doing really well. Mm -hmm. So I just think learning about that has been really interesting. Um, I've also appreciated learning about the different parts of the brain that control, um, kind of the different emotions you experience, like Mm -hmm. kind of how the amygdala is kind of more about your, like your feeling part of your brain and then your prefrontal cortex. I think that's correct is more where like you make logical Mm -hmm. kind of decisions, Um, and even just learning about to like kind of the six functions, um, it's like signaling, um, sensing, uh, physical, uh, there's three more, I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but it's just interesting learning more about those because it's like, you know, when one of those functions isn't working properly, that's when you especially start to see a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really interesting because it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Um, and it's like, oh, that could so obviously lead to something even like ADHD, or of course that could lead to like anxiety and even kind of learning about the part of your brain that like initiates your kind of fight or flight response. Yeah. And even seeing like the the parallels between like that fight or flight feeling. And if you're having like an anxiety or a panic attack and how it can be such similar feelings. Yeah. Um so yeah, just like learning, I've learned so much just about how the brain itself like functions and yeah. it's been really fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I, um, I read a book recently. Uh, I think I've told you this already, but, um, it's called winning the war in your mind. Yeah. Uh, change your mm-hmm. thinking, change your life, uh, written by a pastor in the States, Craig Groeschel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really helpful for me because it, it, supports what you're talking about, right? Like we, we, we experience a lot of different emotions, but when we can actually self-reflect on those things is when we can experience them properly. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so one, one of his big thoughts is that your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. 
So if you're always fixated on what is negative and what is challenging and what is hard, you will mm. live in fear and anxiety and just be in a negative place most of the time because that's what you're thinking about. But if you're thinking about something that's positive, if you're thinking about um, things that bring you joy, if you're uh, reflecting well on things that happen, then you can live in a place of peace because yeah. that's what you're reflecting on, right? So even doing that made me realize like, um, he, one of the, one of the, the, um, activities that the book tells you to do is like a thought audit, like think about mm -hmm. what you're thinking about metacognition. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so I realized that when I woke up in the morning, my first thought was often really negative. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. this day is going to be too hard. I've got this coming up and I'm not looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough energy. I didn't sleep enough, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm getting out of bed in a really negative headspace. Mm -hmm. And that's how my day starts. And there was a regular pattern. And so I've been working on that a lot to say when I get out of bed, yeah, maybe there's something hard coming today, but God will give me strength. And maybe I'm tired, but God will get me through the day. And there's this and this and this that I'm actually really looking forward to today. And, mm. and, um, and then separately, I also heard of uh, another exercise. This is on a, a different podcast somewhere, but it was making a gratitude journal. And so they were like talking about different things that you're grateful for. And mm -hmm. he said that he often has people share what their gratitude journal things are. And then they, they just steal them. Right. Because they're like, Oh, that's a really good idea. And so yeah. he, he said, one thing that he stole from someone else was he said that the first time that I see my wife and the first time that I see my kids in the day, that is a gift from God. And Aww. I'm going to, I'm going to, consciously think about that this moment is a gift from God when it happens, because you could just, you see, you see that person first thing in the day, whoever yeah. it might be. And it's just like, well, there they are. Right. But if, if yeah. you can, if you reflect on that as a gift from God, that becomes a moment of gratitude in your day. And that's mm -hmm. a positive, positive direction for your mind to go. Wow. So I've really benefited from that in the last mm -hmm. little while. Um, because let's be honest, there's lots of terrible things we could dwell on. Totally. And I think when people dwell on those negative things, they become angry and cynical. Yeah. But if we can focus on the good things, and if we can especially train our mind to think on Christ mm -hmm. and think of his beauty and glory and his sovereignty, then we don't need to be angry and cynical all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, something that I've also been kind of learning a lot about recently too is um because i've been trying to understand like um if you're someone who has like an anxiety disorder or you just deal with like anxiety as like a mental health challenge um it's interesting to like kind of read verses that say like um you know we'll cast all your anxieties on him because mm -hmm. he cares for you or like don't be anxious and i used to kind of read those verses and be so confused and like oh i feel like but it's not my fault that i have anxiety like that's like, what do I do with that? Um, and I think, cause I've been really trying to get to the bottom of that answer. And I think I'm still kind of like working on that answer, but I think it became a lot more clear to me in the recent weeks of like, I don't, and I'm hopefully I'm not, you know, I'm going to be speaking heresy or anything here, but I don't think that, um, God in those verses is saying like, you need to repent for your anxiousness, but he's saying literally like, come to me in your anxiety. Mm. And it's something that is kind of making me think about it differently is like, yeah, like, no, God, he cares for us and he wants us to be able to give our anxiety over to him. 
And I think that in giving our anxiety to him, we can still have like, I still have those feelings. Like they're still valid. Like, I don't think God through the Bible in those passages is trying to say like your feelings of anxiousness are wrong and you shouldn't be like, you know, it's your fault that you feel this. Like, I don't think that's what he's trying to say, but he's saying like, you know, I don't want you to feel that way because it isn't fun to be anxious. Like Mm. I don't want to be anxious in my life. Mm. And so I think like in those verses, I think we can try to learn to be like, okay, my feelings are still real and valid and I can still take them to God at the same time. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm still kind of working on like developing that answer and my understanding of it, but it's starting to kind of make more sense and be more clear to me. Yeah. That's an important question. I, what I realized, what I noticed a few months ago, and I want to look into this deeper so that I'm, I'm mm-hmm. making sure I understand it properly. But so that's Philippians four that you referenced, you know, cast all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that might not be Philippians four. I should. No, it definitely be. is. Um, or there, Philippians four is definitely about anxiety. I is, don't, but know. I think I just quoted first Peter or there is anxiety. also a verse in first Peter that yeah. is in the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get this right. So let me <laughs> Philippians yeah. four. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God, mm. the peace of God, which transcends understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what I noticed, I was reading through Philippians and I noticed that in chapter two, um, Paul says, um, I think it necessary to send back to you Epaphrodites my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who's also your messenger, who you sent to me to take care of my needs. He longs for all of you. And he was sick and he almost died, but God had mercy on him. Therefore, Paul says, I'm all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. (laughs) Paul is admitting he had anxiety. Yeah, totally. And yet in a little while, he's saying, don't be anxious about anything. So there's a reality here that Paul himself experienced. Mm, he's not mm-hmm. he's not standing outside of anxiety and saying you know you shouldn't have oh, this so he's saying no i i know what this is like mm-hmm. and yet i can still say cast it on on the lord because he cares for you so oh that's a great that's a great point wow i need to go back and read that in philippians too yeah um, i think yeah i just think it's so interesting because i think sometimes like Um, and this is something I think I've even, maybe I even said this, like in the last podcast, or I've talked to you about it maybe, but, um, when I talk to, cause I go to counseling, I try to go at least once a month for my own kind of, I don't have an anxiety disorder, but I do deal with it, um, as a mental health challenge. And, um, Chuck, um, was trying to work with me, my counselor and saying that like, you don't want to like, try not to say that, like, you have anxiety, especially when it's like, yeah, I don't have an anxiety disorder. There's nothing that's actually diagnosed there. But like, when you say I have anxiety, it gives so much power to it. Mm -hmm. And so it's better to try and expose your anxiety and try to just say like, you know, I I don't want this. Like it shouldn't, because sometimes I think in society it can become like kind of our clutch almost and kind of like our, um, sometimes like a pet and it can kind of be like, Oh, my anxiety, like my anxiety. And it can kind of, I mean, sometimes like Gen Z is really funny and they just kind of will crack jokes about their anxiety even, which I, I get it, but it's also like, it shouldn't be like something that we're really like proud of having, like, because it anxiety is so powerful and it can do such harm to us. And so I think the power in just trying to expose it and say like, 
no, I don't want you. I don't want you in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, really easier said than done. But um, yeah, I yeah. think trying to not use it as a clutch. It doesn't have uh, ownership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, if, and it, of course, if you have an anxiety disorder and you, then you take like medication or you go to therapy regularly, like yeah. that's super different too. That's something yeah. that's, it's literally a diagnosis. So I think in that instance, I think it's normal to say like, yeah, I, I literally have anxiety. Um, but yeah, we don't want to, yeah. Like anxiety as a feeling on its own. I think, yeah, we don't want to give it that power over us. Yeah. And I would say, even if there is a diagnosis there, mm-hmm. um, especially for the Christ follower, your identity is fully in Christ, yeah, not totally. in, in your anxiety disorder. So it, it's a real yeah. thing for sure, not mm-hmm. to diminish it in any kind of way. Yeah. Uh, and you should take the medication that your doctor is giving to you mm-hmm. um, to handle that. Yeah. But, but uh, there's that the the issue of our identity was settled at the cross and mm-hmm. it's firmly in christ and uh Absolutely. so yeah so yeah and um that's a good reminder and karen talked about that too like you and mm-hmm. i both have talked to counselors and um it's an important mm-hmm. part of caring for yourself so yeah you do that if you need to yeah and that's even something i've been trying to express like in our series two is like, just because you don't have a diagnosis too, that doesn't mean that you also still don't have your feelings and your feelings are still really valid, even if you don't have that diagnosis. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it requires care in order to, um, kind of, yeah, deal with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let's end it there, Holly. Uh, thanks for your, uh, candidness and, uh, yeah. thanks for your sports knowledge as well. <laughs> Oh yeah. You know what? Next time I'll get you to name, uh, 10 kinds of flowers and that'll be really fun. Funny. <laughs> yeah. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> oh, come on. There's so many easy ones. <laughs> you know, you got like a rose and a sunflower. There's two already. That's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, uh, well, we'll, we'll also have you interview my brother, Brad on, uh, on the uh, technique of the the butterfly goaltending style and uh, his goals against average and stuff like that. So. Wow. Yeah. That is going to be such an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually, Bobby's going to join us for that. So that'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, until then, let's say goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll be back at you soon. Mm-hmm. Ross Road Connect podcast is produced by Ross Road Community Church in Abbotsford, BC. For more information about our church community and links to more podcasts and sermons, visit rossroadcc.ca.